0: This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Joe McCall. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. Today's going to be a special episode. I'm going to be talking to you about the four things, the only four things that your virtual assistant should be doing for you. This is near and dear to my heart. Uh, It was when I remember uh, back in 2008, I was really struggling with trying to do real estate, working a full-time job, and I was struggling because my marketing wasn't consistent. And I had heard um through friends of mine that were doing a lot of deals through books that I had read I think at the time I had read the 4-hour work week I've heard of these guys getting VAs virtual assistants from the Philippines for like 3 bucks an hour 2 to 3 bucks an hour and I was always really scared of that right and I remember so clearly sitting down with a friend of mine Brian Haskins who is a local wholesaler here in the St. Louis area and talking to him about what he was doing in his business. And he was crushing it. And he had like five or six VAs doing all different kinds of things for him. Doing marketing for sellers, marketing for buyers, updating his st- spreadsheets and databases, whatever it was that he was using. And I thought, all right, I'm going to do it. So my first virtual assistant was actually a lady who lives in Indiana. And she just marketed my properties for me when that I got under contract. And then I had her marketing for sellers. And uh, at the time I had her doing some uh, texting and emailing to Craigslist ads. And um, yeah, so once I figured that out and it wasn't that hard, I actually started doing a lot of deals because my marketing was consistent. And, and we all know we're in the marketing business. So once the marketing got consistent and it kept on going out with or without me, without my involvement, for me, in spite of me, as I say, right? Uh, yeah, now my problem became I had too many leads. Which is a good problem to have, right? So on this podcast, I'm going to talk about the f- only four things that your VA should be doing for you, or the four things that uh, your v sh- VA should be doing for you only. I'm not sure where that only word goes, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? And the reason I'm doing this podcast is I want to teach you some really cool stuff, but I'm doing a class that we just opened last week, and we closed it as the time I'm recording this we, we closed it earlier this week. Uh, Sunday night or Monday night or something like that. And uh, we're reopening the doors for just one week for the podcast listeners. I was, I've was i been traveling a lot lately, and I was gone the first three days of this week. And I wanted to release a podcast about this before we closed it, and I couldn't. Um, so we've already closed the doors, but for podcast listeners, I'm opening it up for one more week. Okay, And it's a special class that Brian and I are doing about virtual assistants. I'm going to give you a link at the end of this podcast. You can check it out if you want. Uh it's it's crazy awesome. I'm I'm excited about it. It's a four-week live class that Brian and I are doing. And this is the same Brian, Brian Haskins, my friend, who before I quit my job sat down with me at a Panera and well, back then it was St. Louis Bread Company. I guess it still kind of is here in St. Louis. That's what's still what they call it. But anyway, we were sitting down and he told me what he was doing. And so he's always been ahead of the curve um with me uh doing virtual assistants and outsourcing and stuff like that, setting up really good systems. So I'm going to share with you on this podcast, the four things that your VA should be doing and and your VA should not be doing anything else. Okay. You ready? The first thing is marketing. The second thing is updating your CRM. The third thing is sending offers. And the fourth thing is, well, you just have to wait because I'm going to leave a little suspense and I'll tell you what the fourth thing is at the, towards the end of this. This will be a short podcast. So here we go. The first thing that only that your VA should be doing and this is the most important thing is marketing. You are not in the real estate business. You are in the marketing business. Marketing is everything in business and everything is marketing. Okay? That is the foundation of everything that we do. I mean, if we don't have a full pipeline of leads coming in, then it's just our business is going to die a slow and miserable death. Leads are the lifeblood of your business. And so how do you get leads? Well, you do marketing. And if you were going to rely on yourself to do the marketing, it's just not going to happen. If you're anything like me, when I was first getting started, I tried to do it myself. I time blocked time in the morning or in the evenings. And uh, I just could not get the marketing consistently done. So you need to get a VA to do it. And, you know, if you can't, like direct mail, for example, obviously a VA can't do all your direct mail, so you get a mail house to do your direct mail for you. So what are some of the things that a VA could do? Well, for me, I have a VA do several things. Number one, they send out emails and text messages to landlords and for sale by owners on Craigslist and Zillow. Just simple text messages or emails or both says, hey, I saw your rental on Craigslist. You wouldn't be interested in selling it, would you? Or sometimes I'll send a three-step texting sequence. The first one will be... um, Oh, Siri's talking to me. All right, so um, we have Alexa. And um, my kids can call me on Alexa from the other house. (laughs) Anyway. um, All right, so I was talking about marketing. What does my VA do? They send out... um, Text messages on Craigslist and Zillow. Oh, well, yeah, the three-step thing. Um, so the first text that goes out is, hey, we like your house. Is it still available? The Second text is, are you the owner? Why do we ask that? Well, we just don't want to work with, we'd rather not have to talk to the realtor or the property manager. So are you the owner? If they say yes, then we send back a third text that says, well, would you consider, um, have you considered selling your rental property? Or we might ask, would you consider leasing it for a year and then selling it? Uh, so that's a good way to, like, if you have a VA doing that for you, uh, you're only then, anybody that responds positively to those questions, even semi-positively, the VA puts into the CRM and sends it to me. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the other thing a VA does, does for me, it can do for you, is send MLS offers. And I'm not talking about filling out contracts, but I'm just talking about sending emails to the realtors. And I like to send soft pass offers. So we'll I have the VA go in, we do this in Podio, and I created a class on this, but uh, it's super simple. They go into Podio, like Redfin, look for properties that have been on the MLS for over 60 days, and go through each listing, and she sorts the list by new, so that the newest 60 days are on the top. Does that make sense? And she looks for ones that need work. And When she finds one that needs work, she finds the Realtor's email, and I have access to the MLS, so she can get that, um, or she can just Google it. But she finds the Realtor's email and sends them a real simple email says, hey, we like this house. Uh, We see it's been on the market for a while and it's, you know, she'll put the address and the name of the realtor and all that in there. Um, Would your client consider something in this price range? You know, would they consider something in the, in the twenties or whatever? Uh, Give me a call. So the whole purpose of it is just to start, get my foot in the door, start the conversation with the realtor. Um, And I'll say things like in the email, Hey, I don't want to waste your time. And and if this offer is super low and just offensive, just go ahead and delete the email. Don't worry about it. So I'm trying to make it a soft uh, intro there. I don't want to send them a contract with a hard price. Uh, The other thing that a VA could do for you, and I've done this a little bit, not a whole lot. I'm going to be doing it more soon here is send one-off letters. So one of my favorite lists to mail to are rentals on Zillow because they're vacant. And a lot of those rentals on Zillow are not showing up as absentee owners yet in the County records. So not too many investors, they're not getting a lot of mail. And a lot of those homes are perfect lease option candidates because they're nice homes. They're in good areas Um, The seller homeowner tried to sell them before and couldn't so they just now are renting them out so I like to send letters to the owner and uh, I have this thing that I have that um, It's a whole kind of like an execution plan I call it that teaches VAs how to do this and you get this by the way in the class The little teaser there, but this document teaches them how to get a street view uh, of the house uh, how to go to a certain website and uh, you can send a letter to the homeowner with a picture of the house on the envelope or the top of the postcard. And there's a way to do that from with your VA from the Philippines. And it's not like your VA is printing the mail in the Philippines and mailing it from there. It's using the service that prints it from uh, the United States with a picture of the house on the envelope or the postcard. It's really cool. Finally, when it comes to marketing, the the thing that I want to make sure my VA does and stays on top of is updating the scorecard. And So I manage everything by scorecards, Okay. I want that VA to update every day and track how many texts were sent to Craigslist, how many letters did we send, how many postcards did we send, how many um, MLS offers did we make, how many sellers did we actually did, how many sellers came in and, c- and called us by campaign, um, how many sellers did we talk to, how many offers did we make, how many appointments did we make, etc. So the VA is mainly responsible for updating that scorecard. Cool. So that's marketing. The second thing the VA needs to do for you is updating your CRM, okay? By the way, notice in none of this I'm saying that the VA should be calling and talking to sellers. Um, You could have a VA do that, but that's more advanced, and you want to make sure if you're, I would prefer you get somebody from the the United States that's doing that for you. But uh, this is super important, and so many investors get stuck in this, and they try to do it all themselves, and they get confused and overwhelmed, and this is what you want to avoid. I mean, who's been there and done this where you you talk to sellers and you chicken scratch your notes on Post-it notes or a yellow pad of paper and then it's been a couple hours. You've talked to five sellers and you told that one seller three hours ago that you're going to send them something and you don't even remember and you're trying to look at your notes. You can't figure it out. And uh, and then so like when you do get all your notes and you do finally can sit in front of your computer, you try to, it takes like an hour to put all that stuff back into the CRM and it's frustrating Um, you need to make sure your time is focused on your most valuable, um, uh, activities. Okay. You should not be doing $5 an hour activities. You need to be doing $500 an hour activities, which is what? Talking to sellers, getting in front of sellers, either talking to them on the phone or meeting them in person, getting belly to belly button with them. That's what I'm talking about. So you should not be updating the CRM. You should not be sending the text messages and the letters and the postcards and stuff like that. You need to be talking to sellers in person, on the phone, following up, and that's it. You shouldn't be doing anything else. That's the highest and best use of your time, okay? So step away from the CRM. Step away from Podio. Step away from RealFlow and REI BlackBook and InvestorFuse and FreedomSoft. Step away from the computer, okay? I hope I'm, I hope I'm um, making sense to you guys because this is super important. So somebody's got to update it, right? So have your CRM, I mean, have your VA be updated by, <laughs> have your VA update your CRM. There you go, thank you. Um, so the way I do it is each lead is a prospect or a suspect, okay? Um, if it's a prospect, there's some motivation, there's some equity. So my um, that lead, we however you're handling the inbound calls, if it's a voicemail or if it's being answered live, that goes directly to your acquisitions manager or directly to you, um, or directly to the wholesaler that you're partnering with, okay? So um, that gets goes right to the uh, acquisitions manager. Um, every lead, every other lead which is maybe 75, 85% of them is going to be a suspect, somebody who's just not ready to sell yet, not that motivated. They didn't answer all the questions or or whatnot. That's a suspect, okay. And so all of those leads need to be put into the CRM and the suspects get offers. The prospects get appointments, okay? Uh, So the way I like to do it is I have somebody that answers the phones live, asks the seller some questions, and there's a script that I use. And so if they're, and and the way the script works, there's some really specific questions in there that uh, can, the seller knows that they're not going to get a full price retail offer. And they know that we are investors and we buy properties at discounts. And if they're okay with all of that, then we go ahead and set the appointment up. Okay. Uh, but everybody else becomes a suspect. Well, we still send offers to all of our suspects. So when the, CR- the lead comes in, it's either prospect, which means it goes to an appointment, um, or it's a suspect, which means it gets an offer, or it's marked dead. Um, so uh, you, with the CRM, the whole idea is to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. No lead gets left behind. So once the leads are coming in, remember the highest and best use of your time is Being on the phone or being in the car or being at the seller's house, right? Um, So I don't, you know, if I had an acquisitions manager or my local wholesaler, I don't want them in front of the computer. So what I like to do, and I got this, these ideas from Tom Kroll. I got to give credit where credit is due. Tom Kroll over at Wholesaling Inc. Uh, That's his podcast. Check it out. I think it might be his website. Wholesalinginc.com maybe Uh, is... Give your, you should have like a dedicated email that only your VA has. Okay. It's a separate email, could be joeleads123 at gmail.com. Only your VA has that email address. Okay. So, first thing in the morning, she emails you three emails, and each email has the information on the lead that you're supposed to call. It gives you the name, the phone number, the story, the situation, the comps, the property detail reports, or whatever it is. Okay, and all you need to do is look at that, that email that only has three emails in the inbox that morning, right? Open the first one and it tells you who you need to call and the story behind the thing. Okay, it gives you the Zillow link or whatever is in there. You just call the seller, okay? Chicken scratch your notes on a piece of paper and then use something like Voxer or WhatsApp and record a voice memo back to the VA about that lead. So the cool thing about Voxer is the VA can actually uh, take your message and um, get a link, a URL to it and download it and attach that to your record in your CRM if you want. But anyway, the VA will listen to the Voxer message, the voice message, and then update the CRM. So you could, you could uh, create a message like, um, hey, Jenny, I talked to the seller at 123 Main Street and uh, they are not motivated. The house is listed with a realtor. Mark the lead as a uh, as a follow up lead. Uh, Remind me in a month to call them back and follow up with them. Go ahead and send them an offer for seventy five thousand dollars. They said that it's listed with a realtor. The listing expires in uh, three months, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So then, just shoot the Voxer to the VA, and then you delete the email. Okay, then go to the next email. You talk to the seller, chicken scratch your notes on a pad of paper, right? And then you leave a voicemail, you send a voice message back to the VA. And uh, this could be like, hey, I talked to the seller, 123 Main Street, I have an appointment today at four o'clock, go ahead and um, uh, add a four o'clock appointment to my calendar and uh, prepare some comps for me and prepare a contract for me, et cetera, et cetera, and email it to me or whatnot. And then you... Send that message, and then you delete the email. When you go through all three emails, you send another message to your virtual assistant saying, "Hey, send me the next thing that I got to do." So the key to this is is everything in CR in your CRM needs to have an open task. So every lead has an open task assigned to someone with a due date in the future. So all your VA needs to do, and you need your VA needs to understand the priority, right? So you have to explain to your VA, okay, these kinds of leads from these types of lead sources, whatever, are the priority leads. For example, maybe Google pay-per-click leads are going to be your highest priority. Uh, probate letters might be your second highest priority or something like that. So your VA is going to always look and the CRM and see by the tasks, what are the things that you have to do and then prioritize them. So as soon as you go through those three emails, you delete the emails, the VA sends you another three emails, You don't want the VA to send you like 30 emails all at once, okay, because you don't want to be like completely overwhelmed. You want to look at just three emails, delete them, have the VA look in the CRM and send you the next thing that you got to do. Do you see how powerful this is? If you can step away from the CRM and let your VA update it for you and send you only the next thing you have to worry about, how many more sellers could you talk to in a day? And you don't have to remember these things, you know. Maybe one of the messages you send to the VA is, okay, go ahead and send them an offer and, uh, and uh, remind me again in, in a month to follow up. Or it's a dead lead. They threatened to kill me and uh, kill my family. So mark the lead as dead and remove them from our mailing list in the future. Okay, so your VA, let your VA take care about all that stuff. And you don't have to worry about understanding how to use the CRM. So just have your VA go through the training videos over at podio.com. Or the training videos at Freedom Soft or whatever. So make sure your CRM is simple, simple, simple. Pick one and just go for it, dive deep into it and use it. Uh, make sure it is simple. I don't like, some one of the reasons I don't like Podio is because people can complicate it too much. It gives people too much, too many permissions to edit it and modify it and complicate it and <laughs> mess it all up. So if you're using Podio, make sure you keep it simple. If you're using another tool, you know, remove, if you can, all of the extra custom fields. You really only need like three or four fields in your CRM. Seller's name, phone number, email address, and notes and tasks. So really simple. And then you should have like a list of only like three or four outcomes for each single lead. Like it's either dead you're going to follow up in the future, or you're going to schedule an appointment, maybe uh, send them an offer, et cetera. So th- you should just have like three or four statuses for each lead that comes in. New, dead, follow up, schedule appointment, send offer, something like that, right? You can figure it out, but you shouldn't have more than four or five, right? And the finally, the important thing with the CRM is make sure your VA understands that every lead has to have a task open, an open task assigned to someone with a due date in the future. So nothing falls through the cracks. So you could be doing this for three months now and you're looking and you might have 20 tasks that are assigned to you that day for follow-up. Okay, well, don't worry about it. Have the VA just send you the three emails, right? Each email contains one of the tasks with the information in the email. Don't just have the VA send you a link to the record in Podio, okay? If you know what I'm saying, don't do that. You don't want to stay away from the the CRM just the information about that. All right. So um, keep it simple. Keep it simple. The third thing that your VA should be doing for you is sending offers, right? Your success in this business is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. In fact, I'll take it one step further. Your speed to income, your speed to success in this business is directly proportional to your speed of sending offers, your speed of implementation, how fast, how quickly can you send offers to these sellers. So like I said before, you should be sending offers to all suspects. Any lead that's not ready to sell now, you should still send them an offer. And maybe it's not a hard offer. Maybe it's just a letter of intent. It could be just a cover letter that says, hey, you know, it was nice talking to you earlier today. I understand now may not be a good time for you to sell, but if circumstances change." please call me we'd love to uh, talk with you about it later on so what kind of offers should you send well it could be a cash offer it could be a range it could be a letter a letter of intent that just says hey you know we can offer you maybe somewhere in this price range depending on what condition the house is in it could be multiple options it could be a three option letter of intent that says hey you know, understand now may not be a good time, but you know, when you're ready to sell or if circumstances change, maybe the, here's one of three things that we could do for you. We can maybe offer you cash or we could do a lease option if you're willing to rent it for a little time and then buy it, or we might do some seller financing, et cetera. So send something in the mail by email and by mail. Why both? Because emails are easy to lose. They may go into spam. It's just so hard to get your emails delivered these days. But with a physical piece of mail, a letter, the seller gets it. They may keep it. They may put it in their junk drawer. They may put it in the recycling bin, okay? And then a week later, a month later, they're like, who is that guy again that called me? You know what? I'm ready now. And they pull that out. It's something that your competition is not doing, okay? So your you got to make sure your VAs understand this. Their priorities are marketing, updated CRM, make sure every seller gets an offer, and you can create simple, like we have in my course, uh, simple spreadsheets that show your VA how to come up with multiple offers, right, with numbers from Zillow. Just use Zillow and have the VA come up with these offers and send them for you. So every seller gets an offer. And then finally, the fourth thing that your VA should be doing for you is following up. This is incredibly important. This is incredibly. It's last but certainly not least on the four things that your VA should be doing for you. Uh, You're going to find that most, maybe 35 to 50% of your deals, it could could be most, there's been times in my business where most of my deals come from the follow-up. Follow-up is so important. You see stats all the time, like your sales are won after like seven touches or eight touches, whatever the numbers are. And only a small percentage of investors are doing any follow-up at all right now with sellers. So you should always be following up and your follow-up should be personal. It shouldn't just be, uh, a, a, you know, a voice blast. It's the same thing that goes out to everybody. It should be personal. And I like to make sure that my VAs do all the follow up. So again, each lead in the CRM has a follow-up task. It could be send an email, send a text message or whatnot. And make sure that that is assigned to the VA. It shouldn't be assigned to you. It should be assigned to the VA. And your VA does it. So every morning, the VA comes into the CRM. By the way, they should be working your hours, right? If you're going to be communicating with them and Voxer back and forth, if they're updating the CRM and they're doing another follow-up, they need to be working your hours, which isn't a big deal. So the first thing the VA does in the morning is look at the CRM and see all of their tasks that are open, and just one by one, they go through them. And what kind of follow-up could they do? Well, they could send an email, a personal email. Hey, Jim, how's it going? We're just wondering about your house at 123 Main Street. Have you sold it yet? What would you like, you know, are you interested in uh, talking about an offer? Um, You could also send text messages. Now, there's services that can do this stuff like email autoresponders and mass texting and mass voice blasts and stuff like that. But I prefer not to do that because the FCC, they're cracking down on people that are doing all kinds of those robocalls and stuff like that. So, but you can have, it's no problem at all. There's no issues at all with just sending one-off texts. You know, send a text. Hey, we talked a while ago, a few months ago about your house. I was just following up to see if you'd sent it yet or sold it yet. Give me a call. Thanks, Joe. And so you can use something like Vumber or CallRail or even Google Voice. Possibly Google Voice is getting tough sometimes to send lots of text messages out on. But um, have your VA do that. But it's personal. Call them by name. Say, hey, is that house on 123 Main Street sold yet? Give me a call. Thanks, Joe. Uh, the other thing is you could do slide dial if your VAA has good English. Um, you, she could do or he could do a slide dial. Hey, I'm Joe's assistant. He asked me to call you just to follow up. So slide dial takes you right to their voicemail, okay? Um, and I like slide dial better than slide broadcast because in slide dial, I can make the message personal. Hey, Jim, we, if you don't, my, my manager Joe asked me to call you about your house at 123 Main Street just, just to follow up and see if you'd sold it yet. Does that make sense? All right, and then once a month, your VA should download all of your old leads and send a handwritten postcard to them. And you can do that in click to mail um, or with uh, a printing company or something like that. But once a month, you should be sending just some kind of direct mail. Maybe let one month, a letter, another month, a postcard. But you should send a letter or postcard to all your old leads. And this is something you can have your VA do. So once a month, a new general task is created to send follow-up letters and postcards to all-year-old leads, all your old leads alright It blows me away how many investors are not doing this. So those are the four things, okay? Marketing, updating the CRM, sending offers, and following up. I cannot think of anything else that your VA should be doing for you, okay? If you can have a VA, you might need two VAs to do that. Depends on what's going on, right? But that's what your VA should be doing. You should not be in the CRM. You should not be sending these text message follow-ups. You should not be scraping Craigslist for leads, you should not be doing the postcards and the follow-up with that. You know, you can have a VA do that, a 2 or $3 an hour VA do all of this stuff for you. All right, so let me tell you about this class. I'm excited about this. Brian Haskins is a friend of mine. He's been a friend of mine since 2007-ish, 2008. And uh, he kind of, for me, I know that a lot of people were doing virtual assistant and outsourcing stuff way back in the mid-2000s, but... Uh, Brian was kind of like the first guy that I saw doing it as an investor, and uh, it was just amazing watching him and what he was doing. And so we've stayed friends over the years, and we are now right in the middle of creating a new class on how to use virtual assistants, how to use systems and automation, how to train the VAs, how to find them, how to hire them, how to train them, how to communicate with them, the tools and the systems that you need. Um, And this class is super cool. I'm excited about it. And uh, it's depending on when you're listening to this, it's starting this week, okay? So even if you're coming in a week late, you can still get the class that we did last week. Does that make sense? Um, so we are recording these classes live with the with the students, and we're going to be recording them and answering questions and doing some Q and a. Um, and so here's the website to go to if you're interested in getting more information about this. It's super cheap. It's very affordable uh i don't you're crazy to say no to this if you have any interest at all in finding and hiring and training really really good vAs so the website is this easyoutsourcing101.com easyoutsourcing101.com pretty sure that's it <laughs> if it isn't i'll come back and fix this later but um Check it out, okay? You want to uh, get your hands on this. It's really important. I see so many people struggle with this. They struggle finding a good VA. I just got a call on Voxer yesterday from a student um, struggling with finding a good VA. Uh, just fired his third one or whatever. And uh, he's using a certain company that I don't like. And But how he found them, I don't know. He didn't ask me. But um, there's some really simple things. I've had great success with VAs for, for real simple reasons. Um, and we talk about that in the class. So it's really important that you get your hands on this, okay? Uh, go to easyoutsourcing101.com. Check it out. You're not going to regret it. It's going to be really cool. And here, we we all have a really simple 30-day no-questions-asked refund policy. So if you get into it and you don't like it, uh, just let us know. We'll refund your money. No questions asked. Not a big deal. Easy Outsourcing 101. Okay, guys, go check that out right now. Take care. Bye-bye.